You are listening to the Bulls Cast with Chris Stonage and Ben Goddard, your independent Hereford FC podcast. Hello and welcome back to Bulls Cast, your independent Hereford FC podcast from the Hereford, Hereford Times. I'm joined by Ben Goddard. No Keith Hall this week, but just you, Ben. How are you, mate? Good afternoon. Yeah, all good. Yeah, <clears throat> finally got the paper away and all sorted for this week. So another another edition, packed full of sport and news and everything you need for Herefordshire. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And it's been a busy, busy week in the world, especially of Herefordshire football. Um, we'll start off really with uh, with Hereford FC, as we always do. Um, played Bath City on the weekend. Unfortunately, it came up short. You were there, uh, were you, Ben? I'm guessing. Yeah, yes, I was there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, missed the midweek uh, trip to Hensford. But yeah, I was there on Saturday. Um, two defensive lapses ultimately cost them. Um, the one, Brandon Hall might have been slightly at fault. And the second one, completely leaving the back forward unmarked. Both unforgivable errors, really. Um, and they just found her, her, her trouble trying to get way back into the game after that. Um, yeah, a bit underwhelming, really. Um which is probably what you'd say for the whole of pre-season. I think the high point of pre-season was probably the uh, the Shrewsbury game, where they, they should have beat Shrewsbury on that night. But apart from that, I can't think of another game where they've been really exciting to watch. Um, in, glimpse, in glimpses and patches, they've been good. But stringing 60 minutes together has been a problem. Um, having the international clearance problems with Story and Vincent hasn't helped with that and also having a a bare bare squad so when the changes have come in they've been looking around and there hasn't really been there's been bodies to come back on the pitch with no no names or appearing quality uh, to to come on and take strangle hold of games really I think that that's been the the problem in pre-season and it was exactly the same problem last pre-season as well um, it took, and they took Hereford a little while to get into the season last year so hopefully a couple more signed players and recognise the season providing the international clearances go through in time for Saturday Yeah one positive though was uh, Mazia Kuya um, I think he has been quite a big positive this pre-season for Hereford um, we've got um, he scored uh, actually this weekend uh, across from Tom Owen Evans nodded in uh, by Kuya and he's been permanently signed um, do you think it'll be interesting uh, to see how he does will he be a, a keen member of the squad this season yeah definitely I think um, he's probably carried however the times in pre-season um, he's played probably 70-80 minutes from day one of pre-season and he, he's, car- he's carried the trialists a lot of the time um, so when, once they get Hereford get a full 11 and 11 that Josh Cowlin's happy with on the pitch. Um, I think he'll come into his own because the, the pressure won't be on solely him to carry Hereford and to try and win games. Um, so, yeah, I think you'll see a different Maziar Kuyar once the season begins, um, hopefully this weekend. Um, but, yeah, I think he, he's going to be a special player. Um, no doubt about it. Looking at his first touch... Um, I think what what sold him to Josh Gowling is that he, he does something with the ball. Every time he gets the ball, he has a shot or a successful pass. He rarely gives it away. 
which I think is is a big plus for for Harrow for this season. I think I think he's a good sign, a good good sign in, good find, providing he can stay fit. He had this massive problem at Warsaw, uh, um, ACL, and took him out of the game for ten months. But if you can get a, um, a fit QER for the season and keep him at the club, which is also important, we saw last um, December the the likes of Lionel John Lewis and Giles Coke. Um, for, football league size struggling in the league they then start looking down at who who's performing well who could fit in their side at Christmas and unfortunately if the players aren't tied into a, a good contract then they're pretty much free to go um, so yeah I think hopefully he's tied into a, a decent contract and um, and there'll be some compensation if the football league sharks do come Come creeping in December because um, I think they've got they've definitely got a player on their hands. Um, Hereford and one. I mean, to to challenge Tom Owen Evans for that starting spot um, is something um, that Hereford haven't had um, for the last two years. Um, so that's kind of what I think of him, especially. So it's um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, moving on, um, looking forward to Saturday and Farsley Celtic. Um, at Edgar Street, Ben, what are your thoughts? I mean, have you seen much of Farsley Celtic before? Do you think they'll provide a test? Yeah, they're um, a typical Northern Premier League side. Um, so they typically should probably be in the league below. There's probably teams in the league below that should be in the National League North. Um, it, they haven't got the budget Hereford have got to spend on players. I imagine COVID hit them very hard. Uh, like all clubs, um, so it's a good like was the trialist Josh was on about um, in the audio a minute ago. Um, for me, that will be luckily they've got two games to start with Farsley and Bradford to get players in and to cement that back four. Farsley and Bradford, to be unfair, to be fair to them, may provide a threat, but they're not going to provide the same threat of. Old will or Telford will or Spennymore will in the in the weeks to come. Um, so having that insecurity at the back four, the, these two games are important. One to win them before a tough run of fixtures, and two to get that confidence and to nail down a back four. Um, the trialist, there were two trialists on display, which is Josh has kept everyone guessing which one he's on about. In his uh, in his interview, his post match interview, the first one, uh, more uh, the slighter of the two, they're, they're centre half, so neither of them are, are slight in, in in my sense. They're both quite tall to me, but the slighter of the two trialists played, I think sixty odd minutes, and he looked he looked assured, but he wasn't a brute force of a try of a centre half. Um, he was good. He was probably more of a ball playing centre half, which. It's probably more Josh Gowling's style of a centre-half, although if you look at last season, Jamie Grimes wasn't exactly ball-playing. He was more of a brute of a centre-half, and that is who we saw in the second trialist who came on in the second half. He was a, ta- a tower of a bloke. Um, so he was more of a Jamie Grimes-style centre-half. Um and funnily enough, when he came on, Hereford looked a lot more assured at the back than they did in the first half with the other trialist who was more of a, a ball player. 
Um, so whether that tells you anything, who knows? I could it could be wrong, but I hope I, I'm. The way the the length of time the first trial is played on the pitch kind of suggests that it might be him, but we don't know how fit the second trialist was. Um, he he may not have had sixty minutes in him if he hasn't played a lot during preseason. So Josh may have been alluding to either of them. I have not an, not an idea which one of the two <laughs> he was on about. Um, but either of them or both of them may end up signing. Um, my preference. Well, I don't think I've seen enough of either of them to say which one's my preference at the moment, really. The first half trialist, obviously, Hereford can cover themselves in glory in the first half against Bath. And the second half, we didn't really see a lot of because Bath's Bath struggled to go forward in the second half um, after Hereford controlled midfield, really, with the introduction of Kuyar. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. There's a there's a lot more twists and turns in this this defensive uh, back four to come, I fear, in the next two weeks. But luckily, we've got Farsley Celtic and Bradford, and both teams themselves are vulnerable at the back. So we could see some high-scoring games, providing the two international um, play international clearance players are legible, Story and Vincent. Um, I think if, if if both of them are in the Hereford side, they've got more than enough to beat Bradford and Farsley. If both of them are missing, then it's probably more of a level playing field. Um, and then it will be up to who wants it more on the day. Yeah, well, especially on the opening day of the season, anything can happen. And it can also shape um, the entirety of the season, really. Um, But in terms of the entirety of the season, I know it's one of the most difficult leagues, difficult levels to predict. Um, But there's several clear frontrunners. But we'll start with Hereford, Ben. Where do you see uh, Josh Gowling's men finishing at the end of the season? The, the optimist in me says third. I think Fylde will win the league as they showed they were strong last season. They've got strength and depth in their squad and they were the team that came down the season before and they've, they haven't cut their cloth. They, they've spent to, to go back. Um, so they are my... I f- think that Gloucester and York will both bottle it. Um, I think York might finish second and I think Gloucester will be below Hereford at the, come the end of the season. Yeah. Which is probably a bold statement. Very interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's my predictions. Um, obviously, they, they don't mean anything. It's just a wild, <laughs> wild guess. <laughs> but um, the optimist in me says Hereford will finish third. The realist in me, probably fourth or fifth. I think they'll be in the top six, and then I think if you if you're looking on, an acceptable season would be just scraping into the playoffs with six. Yeah, I I don't think Hereford fans will take any less than playoffs. I don't think um, a mid-table. If it's a mid-table season, it would have to be accompanied by a decent FA Cup run or an FA Trophy run again. Um, I don't think. I don't think mid-table with early exits from both competitions would would be suffice to to see big crowds at Edgar Street in the second half of the season, sadly. 
Um, obviously, they're doing well with the season ticket holders, but Hereford don't want it to be just the season ticket holders. They want to try and attract fans every week and have the exciting players that they've got in the likes of Story and McLean um, coming in to attract them fans every week in, week out as well. Yeah, it's going to be really, really interesting. Um, from, what are from, your views, Chris? What, who from, are, who from, from my knowledge, um, my, my knowledge is growing more and more at this level. Um one from playing football manager and two from doing this podcast. Um, I think York City is strong. Um, they're a big club, you know, football league very, very recently. Um, but why can't Hereford push? Why, well, I, I'm going to go for it. Hereford will win the league this season. Why not? Um, and come back at the end of this season and we will see. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be obviously be between Fylde and, and York and maybe Hereford. We'll, we'll throw them in there. Have you uh, you put some money on this? I, I haven't put any money on this. Thank you. Fourteen to one, <laughs> one point. So if you're, you're that confident? It's it's worth a fiver. Might help you student night out. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, mate. I'd hope so. Anyway, if you're that confident, put a tenner on, and you'd be sorted for a month. Probably the student. <laughs> hey, listen. Hey, listen. We we, we don't encourage back gamble responsibly, people. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yes, we must put that in. But if you're that confident, exactly. one's a big price. Exactly, everyone. Um, if you are confident in Hereford, it's well worth it. Um, going on to other uh, sport, uh, well, other, other clubs in Hereford. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay, yeah, yeah. Right, Rob Purdy has joined Westfields. Um, it's an interesting one, 38-year-old. Can play anywhere on the field, um, pretty much. Um, what do you think about that? Um, and how happy um, should Phil Glover's men be? Depends how um, how often he plays, but having him around the training ground um, and just be around the place is a massive boost. Um, you've got um, James, um, who's an, a former Hereford player, as coach. You've obviously got Ryan Green around the place, um, coming back from injury, long-term injury. So he he may feature, the, I think Phil Glover's maybe hoping, the back end of the season, Phil uh, Ryan Green, Will feature obviously Joel Edwards is coming back um, from an injury himself, and now Purdy as well. So you've got you've got three Hereford FC legends there, um, all all in the squad that took them to Wembley in the FA Vars, all, play, all now playing across the field at Westfields, and uh, and yeah, I think it's it's a it's a great boost for for Westfields to have Purdy, even if he doesn't play a lot in and around the football club is just because they, they've got a lot of young players this season and they're going to go through a lot of highs and lows. Um, it's definitely, I'd imagine it was maybe even building for a push next season because there's a lot of 18, 19, 20 year olds in, in the squad uh, that played last night and they got, they, they conceded two sloppy goals and struggled to find a way back last night. And then um, Aidan Thomas came in, who's a fantastic player at that level. Um, level another experienced head came in and pulled a goal back after the break but I think the game was almost done at that point um, and they conceded another sloppy goal before um, Ryan Gre- uh, Richard Greaves scored from the penalty spot so 3-2 defeat last night for um, Westfields against Cribs who they didn't know anything about because um, obviously with scouting being difficult and that Cribs coming up from a different league they Literally didn't know much about them at all. Um, so 3-2 defeat away from home in their first league game after sauntering through in the FA Cup on Saturday. 
so yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting season for Westfields and um, an interesting season for how football because obviously Lads Club had a fantastic FA Cup occasion on Saturday, nil um, nil at the county ground, and then suffered a one nil defeat last night away at Hormond. Um, experienced football club Hormond, uh, full of experienced players at level. Um, so it's no. It's no slight on lads' club falling to a one one nil defeat. They're they're very much learning their trade at that level as well, um, and they're an exciting team to watch. Um, I'm going to watch them on Tuesday night. They're at home, and um, so that they're, they're they're very exciting. Her, her lads' club they've got some some good players. Um, so with Westfield and lads' club and Malvern all being in the same league, there's some really exciting games of football at that level to watch when Hereford are away or. If you if you'd prefer to watch them instead of Hereford, um, but yeah, there's full of football in the county. Yeah, definitely. It's in a, it's in a, it's getting growing and getting better, especially with the, those clubs coming up. Anyway, so yeah. Also on Saturday, we had Hereford Pegasus winning three one in their opening league game of the season. So the only Herefordshire side to win a league game yet. <laughs> Happy days, well done, Peggy. <laughs> the first, the first, first side to win a league game that. That's a record they can uh, be proud of, and uh, in the despite Westfields and Lads Club both being FA Cup action, and Hereford have not started the league, but we'll forget that for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> first, first league win, first first attempt. So, um, Brad Williams, Sol Thomas, and Jake Robinson all on the score sheet. Two late goals actually in that game. Um, Brad Williams put them ahead in the fifteenth minute, and um, Douglas Wallace looks. Look to have rescued a point from Morton Rangers. However, Sol Thomas and Jake Robinson were on the score sheet late in the last 10 minutes, both scoring to score a win for Pegasus on the opening day of the season. So another team, Old School Lane, team to go and watch, um, go and visit this season, obviously, with the sad news last week that Wellington were pulling out the league. And um, Sol Thomas, who scored for Pegasus, was one of their the stalwarts at Wellington. So... He's obviously found um, football elsewhere. When, um, but yeah, so that's it. Was a shame. I was I was very gutted about Wellington. Cause it's a lovely place to go and visit. But um, I'm sure they'll be back pretty soon once they've got a, a, a bunch of uh, under 18s, 19s, 20s. The next next crop of youngsters coming through. I'm sure they'll they'll get a senior team up. Well, they've obviously got their their Herefordshire Premier team which the uh, youngsters will feed into straight away, but I'm sure they'll be back in the Atlantic League before long. Yeah, definitely. We all hope so. Um, but yeah, that's a good place uh, to stop. Thank you very much, Ben, uh, for joining me on the latest episode of Bullscast. We will be back next week, hopefully, uh, after our hiatus last week. Um, but yeah, um, thank you very much for listening and uh, we'll see you in the next one.